Hey guys, I'm Jed. Hey guys, I'm Sophie. And we're the Horrorlings. We're doing the A to Z of horror movies. But first we're just going to explain why we're doing the podcast and what got us into horror. So the reason that I started loving horror was I was at a sleepover when I was 13 and me and my friends decided to go down to the video shop, which is something people won't know anymore because we've just got Netflix, but you used to go down and pick DVDs. (laughs) or videos, but that was really old. And we were like, let's get some scary movies. And so we got um, Saw 1, Lady in the Water, and we also got something else, and I can't, cannot remember the name of it. It was something manner. You know what it is? And I just remember there was, like, snakes in the house. I don't recall anything <laughs> And so... Manor. Yeah, something manner. Like, I think it was a name... And then manna. Someone yeah. will know what so it is. So if you remember one, and it was like a, there were snakes in the house, and I think he was chasing people with a shovel. That could be really wrong because that was how long ago now? 13 years ago. When we were watching Saw 1, like all the girls were just so frightened, and I was just watching it like, this is the best thing I have ever seen. Why have I not <laughs> been watching this sooner? Then I remember going home and telling Jed and our sister Grace, I have just experienced the best thing. (laughs) And it was just saw one. I just loved it. And so Jed, I don't think you watched it that year though because you would have only been like 10. (laughs) No, I didn't watch it till I was 12, turning 13. And so I think Jed was like, oh, what was that horror movie you watched? And I said, saw one and then he watched it and he was like hooked as well. And it was amazing. I don't know whether it's a nostalgic thing for you as well, Jed, but I know that with saw one, I don't know whether I still. It'll always have a place yeah, in your heart. I don't hearts. know why I yeah. still love it. Like I've watched it many times since then and I'm like, yep, best ever. But I don't know whether it's the fact that it was what got us into it or it's actually really good. When I still watch Saw 1, I'm like, so clever. Just amazing. So good. Like, even at the end when he's like, game over, I'm like, goosebumps. Um, Growing up and then watching more horror movies. I know that Blair Witch has a big place in my heart too. I know that it's actually when you watch it again and again, it's not that good. (laughs) Blair Witch. Yeah, like, I remember just being mind blown. Yeah. When I watched it. At the time, though, it's crazy that <clears throat> people thought, like, this was a real, like, they've actually filmed this footage somewhere. This ever, is a true story. Like, mockumentary, and then Paranormal Activity came out, and everyone was like, oh my God, that's real. Yeah, Blair Witch will have a place in my heart. It's, it's not that good, to be honest, but I can understand why it paved a way for <laughs> such a specific type of horror. I would say that. My favourite horrors, it's so hard. Me and Jed try to put lists together all the time of like top five and then other things pop into your mind. But I'm very excited to do B because we're going to do Babadook and that is one of my favourite horror mm, movies yes. ever. Um, we'll go more into it why 
um, next time. But as well, I'm excited to do C because I love the conjuring as well. <laughs> so it's like B and C. I'm very excited to go towards because they're like right up there. But it's going to be hard to discuss Jed because with um, what we're doing this week is quite easy because there's critiques on it. Whereas it's going to be hard to critique really yeah. favourites. Yeah. What are your favourites at the moment? Yeah, like ones that we personally love. At the moment, oh, the, well, it was sort of a while ago now, but definitely the remake of It and It Chapter 2. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about It. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, We've got a while to go before I. Yeah, I've kind of enjoyed, I kind of enjoyed the, like, original It, but it's rare where a remake is better than the yeah, original. Yeah, I agree. But I... Maybe this could be, yeah, an unpopular opinion, but these remakes are some of the best I've People ever seen. People won't agree with us on that. I know that already. But these <laughs> re- remakes were bloody phenomenal. Yeah. So just touching on what you said before about what got me into horror, when I started high school, my first year, me and all my friends were watching like all these YouTube videos called the world's scariest <laughs> videos. And I'm watching this like, <laughs> we're watching these in class and all my friends are like scared. And I'm like, this is great. Like when, is there any more videos about this? And then like I would come home and just, I would watch because um, mum wouldn't let me watch actual horror <laughs> movies. So... <laughs> I would just watch the trailers for all these horror movies. Yeah. And then we finally convinced mum, like, to watch Saw with you. And I was just, like, hooked (laughs) since then, really. So Saw one with you. And then since then, I've always been that friend at the sleepovers who's like, oh, what horror movies should we watch? Because... I'm just the horror kid. (laughs) They're always like, what's actually scary? And I'm like, no, do you actually want to watch something frightening or do you want to have a fun time? Because there's two very different yeah. things. <laughs> so then one that will always keep a soft spot in my heart is definitely, and I don't know what we're going to do for, oh, it'll probably be the It's But Insidious <gasps> is just yes! amazing. <laughs> that was one of the first ones I watched it at a sleepover. And I remember like my friends were terrified because like I was actually scared as well. So they were just like... <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, I forgot about Insidious too. I think that we need to, like with the alphabet, they need to start naming their horror movies things starting with like Q and Z. Just so yeah. we can spread out the ones we Just like. to split it up a little bit. People often say, oh, hey, Sophie, what's a good horror movie? I'm like, what do you want? Do you want jump scares? Do you want something yeah, do you fun? Wanna, do you want to watch it by yeah. yourself? Do you want to be frightened all night? What is the... What is the theme you want to go with? Because there's so many different ones. Yeah, is it like, are you watching this for like serious reasons yeah. or something? Like, do you remember the the horror movie? I think it was called Rubber or about yes! the fire. <laughs> that's one of the best like comedy horrors that I've was ever seen. Best. So that's a good one to like laugh along to, but it's yeah, still. Yeah, but then if you want to be up all night, then you've got to explain other ones and. Um, more paranormal ones are the ones that keep you up. Yeah, because it's relatable. You're watching it. You're probably watching it in a house yeah. or something. We'll go into it now as to what we're doing for A. And once again, we might have a few unpopular opinions as to what we've <laughs> picked for A. It did take a while because originally I thought, oh, let's just jump straight into Annabelle. 
but I thought maybe we're going to touch on that during C anyway for Conjuring. I don't think there's enough in Annabelle um, f- to talk about yeah. for the whole podcast. I've definitely got some probably unpopular opinions about Annabelle <laughs> as well, but we'll yes. get to that at a later date. Yeah, so do you want to tell them what we're doing and then they can blame you for when they don't agree? <laughs> So for A, we are doing the 2005 Amityville. So not the original, not the original. but the 2005 one with Ryan Reynolds yes. in it. So I was like, let's yeah. do 2005 because I do remember it and then I watched it and I don't know whether you, you felt the same. I don't remember anything. I'd never seen it before until um, we discussed doing this for the podcast. So this is like a I don't feel any nostalgia towards it or anything. Yeah. So this is... A pretty raw take for me. Yeah. This thing that I noticed jumping into the film, I'll just jump straight into my notes, is the start of it and somebody who's a mad Harry Potter fan, Grace, can (laughs) jump in and tell me, you might even know, Jed, is the intro is really like the Harry Potter theme where Voldemort's upstairs and they're talking in tongues. Oh, yeah. Don't I, you think? I didn't even think about that until now, yeah, where the guy's walking through on the intro and he's got, all, like, all the voices in his yeah, head. Yeah, all the, the voices in the head. And even the way the camera sort of is going, I thought, oh, my God, it's yeah, like Yeah, and, that. like, the lighting and just everything. Yeah. yeah and they're talking almost similar to Parcel Mouth. I was like... Yeah, where he's... Like, it's... You can just sort of understand what's going on. I'm not going to attempt to talk parcel mouth and imitate it. (laughs) (laughs) But you can all imagine what it's like. And I thought as well, the lighting... Even though it was 2005, I think the lighting was very old school horror of... It's a thunderstorm. Like, come on, we don't need it. it. Yeah, it seemed like they were trying to make it look like a modern horror, but But they weren't. (laughs) Yeah, it was just very bizarre. Now I think horrors are like we can't actually use old school tactics, if you get what I mean. Just like put a hose in front of the camera or something. Yeah, like, and I felt like 2005, I thought, oh, this can be better than that. <laughs> I don't think it well, when did the thunderstorm. Yeah, when was, like, when was Paranormal Activity? Paranormal Activity was definitely after this. Yeah. But I was thinking that as well, like, they were using bad special effects. Like, they it didn't really even need to use a lot of the special effects they tried yeah. to. Yeah. We'll talk about that in P, but even... It's almost like it's scarier without and I think that... Yeah, so that's what I was thinking for Amityville. They didn't even need to really try to use the special effects, but... If I was the director, I would have said it would have been scarier if, like, I think later in the film, Ryan Reynolds drags the um, rifle along the floor. I think in the intro, it would have been scarier just watching footsteps and the rifle dragging rather than thunderstorms, bangs, parcel mouth, like... (laughs) They definitely tried a lot. (laughs) It was a lot to take in. And I think as well, when I was watching it with Dane, is when then we cut into the movie and you see Ryan Reynolds, Dane thought it was a um, flash forward. And I thought, oh, that's hard because Ryan Reynolds and that actor do look really similar. And I thought that could be confusing if you didn't know Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's a a really good point. Because, yeah, I know Ryan Reynolds, so I definitely know, like, when he's in there and yeah, and all so that Dane's stuff. like, so, oh, it's a flash forward. I'm like, 
It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so this touches on a very 2005 topic, the text and font they're using. I was in hysterics. Uh, is that for like when they were doing like day, day one? Day one. Yeah. <laughs> I was just And like, that reminded me of Paranormal Activity, but then I had to remember this came out before. So they were actually doing like day one, day 14. The text was very like 2005 horror movie that they almost didn't need to do that. I would have rather just more of a plain informative text would have made it scarier or even don't say it. I don't know. It's just bizarre as to why they did that because then at one point it's like, the priest goes, oh, it happened on the 28th day. I'm like, what happened after day 15? Yeah, they did. They like, like I know paranormal activity. Jump. I'm just relating this because this is like, they're related like a haunted house. Paranormal activity skipped forward a few days, but they like skipped massively. Massively. To- that I was like, <laughs> I don't even think we had a day between. Somebody can correct us, but I, did they have a day between day 15 and 28? They need to finish the no, film. No, I remember <laughs> sitting there, maybe I just didn't see it, but I remember sitting there thinking, oh, we've just gone forward like two weeks That's now. That's what I thought too. And I was like, <laughs> did nothing happen in the two weeks? Because she's clearly still distressed. I thought that the kid acting was a, a very bizarre act. Yeah, I couldn't, I don't know whether you want to agree with me on this or not, but I actually couldn't tell whether the kids are good or bad actors. Oh, I, thought, I wrote that down. I said, the kid acting is really strange. I'm like, are they meant to be acting a bit weird and so they're doing a fucking phenomenal job? Or is it bad? Ryan went into character George. I th- yeah, George. Um, I couldn't tell whether the kids are trying to like act to just yeah. not tick him off or whether they're just like so robotic in their acting. Yeah, and all those girls... All those girls, all the kids are like famous now, especially like the girl that's bloody what's her name? She's isn't she the new Carrie, the little girl? Is she? I don't know. I think so. I don't know her name. But all those kids are like quite famous. You see them in a lot of things, so it makes me lean towards maybe they're good and they were told to act strange. Yeah, because they were probably told like trying to act in like how an abusive household would act. Yeah. Like trying not to anger anyone. But yeah, I don't know. Um, one of my favourite things about the horror movie was George, because he was, like, possessed. When he was so angry, he would just come out with, like, things that reminded me of what our dad would say when he's, like, really angry. So, do you, Tell me. Do you remember the, um, the daughter on the roof scene when she, like, jumps off and the mum saves her? Yeah. And whatever. And then they're, like, they're crying, like, trying to get over it. And then George comes along... And he's just like, what is wrong with you people? And just walks off like, I can't live in this household anymore. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even think of that. At the time watching I'm like, what a horrible man. Now I'm like, oh, no, probably a lot of dads would be like, everyone. He's being possessed. And what? Yeah, what are the voices telling him to do, like, just be a grumpy dad? Like, every time he's just like, oh, what the hell is wrong with this family? <laughs> Every time, and that's like my funniest, my favourite part because he's supposed to be possessed, but then he's just coming around like just, just all grumpy and not actually like a demon. I think that as well, um, I don't know whether you found this in the beginning as well, that they really scanned onto the number 412, which was the number of the house. Is that a meaning? I thought it was a really long scan of 412 and I was trying to add up the numbers, if they add up to something. And then I was like, is it just the real Amityville 
house. Yeah, I think it just could be the real Amityville house. Coming on to that, I think that they might get away with a lot of, like, because I found some of the parts really boring. Yeah. But they could get away with that saying, well, this is how it actually happened in the true story. So I just thought that was interesting because there was a lot of, like, dull or dumb parts. But they then they could just turn around and be like, well, that's what actually happened in the true story. We were just following the true story. That one bit that I didn't like in the beginning as well is when the estate agent is showing them through the house and... She sees the shadows. Yeah. I was like, no, I think it would be scary if she was just weird about the house. I was like, why has she seen a shadow? Like, what does that add? When they were going through the house, like, inspecting it, I found it so bizarre. I don't know whether you would even have picked up on this, but um, Kathy, the wife, <laughs> they do a shot of, like, mould on the wall and she's looking at it and she's like, I love this house. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that bit. So I wrote that down. Like they did a shot of like this wall just covered in mould and then she's like, I love this house. And then like they're going through it and George is having his doubts about this house because he's like, it is a bargain, but it's actually not as good as we thought it would be. Like, And then they're going through it and Kathy is just like, love this house, love this house. But then... <laughs> When the real estate agent says, oh, a murder did take place in this house, then Kathy is like, oh, I don't know. And George, who has been hating Switching. this house since the beginning, <laughs> is then like, oh, we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> or it should have been Kathy who was like, I think we can make this work. George hated it the whole time and then they sort of just switched. I think it would have made more sense if Kathy said to George, like, I've brought this. a house and George doesn't see the house and... She's brought it. Do yeah, you know because I mean? even though this is a true story, you, they're not following the, this no, whole true story. I feel like the real estate agent in real life wouldn't have seen a shadow. <laughs> I just thought that that was not needed. At yeah, all. it probably didn't need to. And just while you've said that, I thought like the first half of the movie was so boring. Yeah. They could have cut so many parts out, especially. Going through the house, nothing was really that important other than they're just making the scene where they've bought the house. Yeah, and I just thought that was a pointless scene and it wasted time. I just thought, what? why are they doing this? I, I understand that they went down to the basement and um, I'm going to call him Ryan Reynolds, but his name is George. <laughs> uh, and George obviously goes down and sees... A classic horror movie, The Clock is Stuck at 3.15. Yeah, so, <clears throat> they really played on that. But yeah. they didn't do it too bad at some points. If anything, couldn't they have been doing that when they were cleaning out the house he finds the clock and it's stuck on 3.15? I don't think you needed that oh, in the... Oh, yeah. I don't think you needed that in the real estate scene. I thought that the... In our opinion, real estate scene... Shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. They could, they did, maybe they did the clock for like something to come back to and then he says it again, but I don't know. They probably needed to skip it. I f- felt like as well, at, I actually took the timestamp of when this happened. At 15 minutes, 30 seconds in, we're already <laughs> feeling cold. We've what just, was that? Like they're already feeling cold in the house, you know? How oh, cold. yeah. They're, like, they're straight into it. They're just yeah, feeling cold. Into it. With Paranormal Activity, I feel like these are very similar films, to be honest. 
Yeah, one's that's why we keep comparing the two. And one's filmed as a film. They didn't jump straight into it. So we've jumped into it. We've got a shadow that the real estate agent has seen. We've got the clock stuck at 3.15. We've got cold spots happening already and we're 15 minutes in. Nothing has happened, you know. I would like a bit of a build-up, you know, and then we've got the white noise and the static on the unplugged radio. I think that we jumped so quick. Yeah, but having said that, I also think that it doesn't, really kick off until the second half but there was just a lot of stuff that they were feeling early on where it was like the build-up was just really odd to me yeah the build-up was odd I think that it would have made more sense let's not be cold yet let's not see shadows yet let's let the daughter have the imaginary friend that's a bloody classic let her have the imaginary friend and that's how we kick it off Maybe they should have let her have this imaginary friend, Jodie, and Ryan at the same time, like, starting to go insane. And then the rest can be like, oh, I feel a bit cold and whatever. We haven't even got to day two yet. I've literally written in my notes, day two. So that's all day one. (laughs) That's day one. All this has happened. Remember, and George is feeling sick and then he sees the little girl at the end of the bed hanging. It's all happening yeah, so it's fast. A big, it's a big first day. <laughs> like, I would be out of there if that's day one. And then I also wrote down, um, cut to the traditional horror movie sex scene. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every horror movie needs one. It happens so quick as well. And then um the... Mum sees something in the window, doesn't she? Or like that during the sex scene. Yeah, and then George sees the little girl at the end of the bed. Yeah. Day two in the house. We've already lost a kid. He doesn't know where she's gone. Yeah. And then we see the red balloon. Red balloon must mean something because they're in a lot of horror movies. It's day two and you've lost a kid, George. Why has this mum not left you yet? (laughs) But maybe um, 2005 they did just... Lose kids. Jump into it. I can't really think of any <laughs> other. Um, Saw came out 2004, didn't it? I can't remember. I don't know. I just thought, Saw had yeah, a good build-up. Lots of things were happening. Yeah, I think it was... might have just been this movie. Like, really <laughs> weird. There was no, like, lull time of, oh, okay. There was no feeling good, which I think makes a good horror movie. It's like, oh, it's like day four and nothing has happened. Let's stay. Yeah, they should have started they should have started off loving the house and then it turns. This is still day 2 unless they're still missing time stamps on the film is the bathroom scene with the son. God, we got very sixth sense in there, didn't we? In the bathroom scene. God, yeah. I was like this is exactly the same I feel like, you know, <laughs> He's running to go pee. He pees. You know, the bathroom mirror, you know, you're looking up. the Like, I was like, have we just watched The Sixth Sense? And the director (laughs) thought that was good. Yeah, maybe (laughs) they just cut and pasted it in. Some poltergeist action. Day two as well. We were already moving chairs around. Day two. Yeah, look, a a lot was happening very, very early on. But it wasn't like... I don't know. I said before that the build-up was odd because it's already at such... Not an extreme, but it's already at that high level now where it's sort of like 
Because you want to be thinking, oh, what is going to happen next? But if all this stuff is already happening, is this just going to be going on for the whole rest of the movie? Wrote, so all <laughs> of that's happened day one and two because my next point is day three, he's lost his mind. So what the hell happened? It was day three. <laughs> yeah, I was also like comparing this, and I probably shouldn't have been to The Shining, which is obviously a classic because Georgia started to lose it, but... Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I think he did the best with what he was given. I think Ryan Reynolds was fantastic. That's my opinion. He's just a good actor that he was given this role. And I don't think that they were really given direction. I don't know whether nowadays horror movies, they're so much more into, I'm going to, if it's real, I'm going to study what actually happened. I'm going to watch the documentaries on it. I'm going to watch these guys when he... Whereas they were sort of like, to Ryan Reynolds, you're a dad, you're going to lose it, you're in a haunted house, you're going to act insane. Yeah. Day three, he's lost his mind. Oh, here. So after day three, we have no more time stamps at all until day 15. That is a jump. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that is 12 days where we don't know what's happened. What did I write down? Oh, I didn't write down anything. So it was day three and then day 15. Yep. Those were, yeah, I only wrote down day 15. So what happened on day three? Was that all the stuff that, that happened? That was all the stuff that happened. I think it was the boat shed. Yeah. I think it was Ryan Reynolds lost his mind. I feel like, though, I can remember someone being sick with, like, cancer and having to move to Amityville, and that makes me think maybe that was the original, but because I haven't watched it in so long, that, to me, makes more sense as to why you would move into this murder house that their child is sick, we've got to move into this horrible house. And somebody can let me know, but is that the original? Because I remember someone being sick and they had to move into the house, unless that's another horror movie that's very that That similar. is that is The Haunting in Connecticut. Is it? The kid definitely had cancer and they had to move to this house in Oh, okay, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I was but like... But this... This could have been as well, but I definitely know Haunting Connecticut. Kid had cancer, they had to move. One of the best things of this movie, and it's such a small thing, was, and this, um, I'm talking in quite chronological order, is the um, catch-em, kill-em magnets on the fridge. I thought that that was fantastic. I thought a kid could have just rearranged them. She's a bit like, What? And then, yeah. and then Ryan Reynolds walks through. So obviously he didn't do it. Where are the kids? I thought that that was just such a good scene of how they should have played the whole film because... So that was your moment where you were like, that was actually clever. I thought that that was really <laughs> clever in the fact of it's so it's a subtle thing that you could glance over and I think that that should have happened earlier. Do you know what I mean? So that to me would have been a build-up. You're definitely into this will be every podcast. You love the subtle things that I happen. love the little subtle things that, <laughs> even though that wasn't very subtle in a way, as subtle compared to every fucking thing that's happened It's just so fridge far. magnets, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, exactly. So fridge magnets, it's subtle but clever. And yeah. I can tell you right that's now, fair. if my child puts something scary on the fridge, red rum, I'd be like, we're leaving. And so I think that that was a very good, just a little bit of the scene that I was like, that's how we should have started because now I feel like we've got to build up 
everyone's realizing something's wrong. Following that, can we laugh at the 2005 babysitter's outfit? Ah! <laughs> that midriff was extreme. That I love was how, like, extreme. How she was just like, do you kids know what happened in this house? Can we talk about the babysitter coming in? She apparently used to babysit those children and she's happy to go over. And then she's smoking a bong in the bathroom. Where did she pack the bong? Oh, did, the, did they say that she used to... Yeah, babysit. she's like, I used to babysit oh. the kids here so I know my way around the house, remember? So she used to babysit the original fi- Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so then I was like, and also, did she wear a bag because she was wearing pretty much a bra and skin-tight hipster jeans? Where was her bong <laughs> hidden that she was I can't smoking? even remember because I took no notes on the babysitter <laughs> other than she t- told the kids... Do you kids know what happened in this house? Yeah, oh, we were watching it with Dane and as soon as the babysitter walked in, Dane's like, oh, what's the bet she tells the kids what happened? And I'm like, well, yeah. A lot of this movie was very predictable, let's be honest. Like, it was just... That just to me wasn't a very good scene in the fact of you would never hire her. If she babysat those kids who have been killed, I wouldn't babysit ever again. And that's a fact because I would be so scarred from babysitting those children. <laughs> the DeFeo family, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're all shot dead in that house. Oh, I'll head back into the house. I also thought just while, just while we've said shot dead, and I know that this is the true story, the guy shot, like, his whole family to death with a shotgun while they were sleeping. Did... The shotgun noises wake anyone else up? I thought or... that too. I honestly thought And that even was... in the intro, he's going around just shooting everyone while they're asleep. I just thought Isn't that was Isn't the real odd. story... I don't know. I actually didn't research the true story before we started this, but I think in the real story, he shot the mum and dad. Somebody can correct me, and I don't know why I have this information, but he shot the mum and dad, and then he shot the kids in the cupboard. Oh, I thought he shot them all to death while they were sleeping no, in their I beds. The Maybe that's kids it. Kids run away, and that's why Jody's spirits in the <coughs> cupboard. Oh, the yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know whether that, that would make sense. Made up in my mind, but I feel like I have read that somewhere. That then. Okay. The kids yeah. Were I probably just read that he shot his parents to death while they were sleeping, but then the kids probably got up. That yeah. would make sense. Why Jody is in the cupboard? And then I thought as well with this film, we would. It was almost like. Hey, every cliche we can do, let's do it. Drowning in the bath, the... um... I was trying to watch this as if I was in 2005, but then I was still thinking this is just like textbook horror, but they've done every little scene exactly how you think a horror movie would play out. (laughs) And I thought classic, can't get out of the cupboard and she's yelling, you know, unlock it, unlock. But I feel like... I can't give you an example right now because I can't think of it, but I feel like that has happened a lot. Um, well, the kid in the sixth sense was locked in that staircase cupboard. Yeah. Do you remember that? And he was banging like, let me out, let me out. That could be I feel like it's it. happened though more times than I... Like I've seen a classic locked in, can't get out. There's people on the other side, you know what I mean, and can't open it. Yeah, yeah so I thought that that scene though was also a bit fucked in the way 
why? Like, and she's getting... Oh, why? Off. Why is this happening? Yeah, like, and she's getting wheeled off in yeah. a stretcher. I thought that, if anything, what should have happened was she should have fucking run out of that house and not come back and the parents come home and the kids are just there by themselves. And being like, she ran off. Do you reckon, yeah, like, acting, like, just they're really scarred from what has happened while the parents were gone? Yeah, I just thought yeah. that it was all really weird. And um, oh, <laughs> I wrote as my next point. The first rule of horror movies is do not wipe the fog off the mirror. And then, so I'm sitting there preparing for the jump scare and it never came. Did you find that bizarre that we were looking at the fog on the mirror and he wipes it? And I was like, oh, here we go. I'm getting ready to jump. I actually, I remember thinking though, that's um, probably their attempt at trying to be clever, like... (laughs) <laughs> oh, like they wanted us to be like, jump scare. Yeah, like it get didn't. prepared and then it doesn't happen. Um, in that scene as well, like I touched on before, we've got some Japanese horror jumping in with the arms pulling him under the water. I thought we're jumping into that sort of horror movie there. That yeah. I think was a very good scene, to be honest. And I do quite like those sort of, you know, although they're the American remakes, I do like the sort of the ring, like the, the grudge. grudge. I like that yeah. sort of horror movie because they're just absolutely frightening. So I actually thought that was a really frightening scene that out of the whole movie I was a bit like, that is actually like a... The drowning yeah. drowning in the bathtub. Drowning in the yeah, bathtub. Yeah, I can't exactly remember what happened because I just wrote down on my notes, drowning scene, good. So that's probably <laughs> what I meant. And then my next... So let's just remember as well, our last time stamp was day three. Then day 15, and we've not had a timestamp again. Yeah, I don't understand why they've done the timestamps at all. They probably yeah, didn't that's really. What I thought. The, because their big payoff in the end was just to say day 28 is when he killed them all. Whereas she, they still could have done everything, and the mum could have gone to the library, and then. The priest still could have said, or who was it? Was it the priest who said on day 28? Yeah. She still could have been, they still could have told her day 28 is when the guy killed everyone. And then she could be like, oh, we've been living here for this long. They didn't really need the timestamps to say day 28. I just wrote in my thing as well, um, and it's funny that you just said it, and I've written in capitals, and we got a priest. Like, we've just gone any horror film. What do you need? A priest who doesn't want to come. So. But I also wrote down that they're playing on the true story where they could just be like, this is what happened for real. Did they get real. a priest in the real story? Well, I don't know, but when it's based on a true story, they can make it as predictable as they want because then they can just say, this is what happened. Underneath, and we got a priest... I said, where can you actually get one? She's probably just gone down to the church. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. understand. Like, I feel like if I went, thought, my house is haunted, I need a priest. But they got one in Paranormal Activity as well. But in Paranormal Activity, well, got was someone it not to a priest? It was cleansing. a psychic? It was a psychic. So that, to me, makes more sense. Oh, yeah. Unless they got a priest as well, but I know that they got a psychic who was like, oh, I don't want to be here. A lot of horror movies... I think as well when we go into, um, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they would have someone working for them who is a priest. Whereas I feel yeah. like if you went down to the church and you're like, I'm scared in my house, 
they'd be like, okay. Yeah, they'd be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you'd tell them they're like, you watch too many horror movies. Because we don't continue on with the timestamps, he just begins to look really ill. You know, he's seeing all the demons in the kids' faces. It's all just very... I actually thought the demons in the kids' faces was one of the better parts of their, like, special effects and whatever, especially when he's... Do you remember when the mum in the boathouse, her hair got caught on the boat propeller? Yeah. And then he was deciding whether he should drown her or not, and he kept seeing, like, her face turn into a demon. I thought that was pretty good, but... Another horror movie classic... Bye-bye, puppy. You've oh, got to kill the dog. You've just got to kill the dog. I actually wrote movie. down that I can't decide whether that dog death scene was clever or not because <laughs> it was disguised as this, but it was disguised as like this huge demon, not like this dog-sized demon. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought like it was the right idea to have him think that the dog is a demon, but the type of demon it looked like didn't really make sense. For him to mistake the dog. <laughs> what they should have played on there is quite supernatural TV series. Is Why didn't they do it? You know how there's those demon hounds that drag you to hell? Why wasn't it a demon oh, dog yeah. coming for him? Well, my idea was for him to just be like, that fucking dog won't stop barking. Like in his, in his own angry mind already... He's, and then his voices are just telling him, kill that annoying dog. Yeah. That was my idea. I love that um, in the scene where George and Kathy are talking, and this is following the puppy scene, Ryan Reynolds and Kathy are like, we just can't run away from our problems. I'm like, I agree with Kathy, run away from your problems. If these are your problems, that your boyfriend has killed your dog, run away. Yeah. <laughs> When they were having that argument, I was thinking he is, like, being the biggest prick. Just leave him with the kids. Why are you discussing with him now he knows that you're trying to leave? Yeah, I just thought, no, Kathy, run. Run away from your problems. I can tell you right now, day one he lost a kid. I would be gone. I'd be like, you can't even take care of three. What are you doing here? As well, a bit that I really liked, which is probably what you've um, realised now, is I like the little subtle... Things I liked when, um, is her name Chelsea, the little girl? Chelsea, is it? Yeah, it's Chelsea, I think. That rings a bell. Carly. Chelsea. One of those names. I thought it was Chelsea. um, Anyway. She's holding the little teddy bear and the priest just says, like, Jodie was buried with that bear. And I thought, That's what I've written down. That was actually a good twist. I've written down, Jodie was buried with the girl's doll. That was a good part, I think. And, Where the um, priest was like, you see that bear with one eye. Jodie was buried with that. Yeah, eye. and I thought that was excellent. I thought that was a really good little... If the whole movie was those, it would have been one of the best horror movies. But it was one bit out of the whole film that I was like, ah, yes, that's so good. And so I've written as well after that, we're at day 28. So they literally did day one, day two, day three, day 15... Day 28. It's like they forgot about timestamps in there. <laughs> it's almost like this whole movie they were discussing, should we have the timestamps or not? And yeah. Then they were like, Just leave them in. Just leave them in. Just leave in what we've done so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about any other 
timestamps because it doesn't matter. And it does matter. I think that they've just, yeah, forgotten. I literally wrote, did they forget about doing timestamps real quick? It's sort of like, oh, at uni we do a lot of, like, compiling videos as a group. And it's sort of like when two members in the group have these completely different ideas as to what we should put in the video and then you try to merge them into the one idea. So one person wanted timestamps, one person didn't. So they were like, all right, well, just leave in what timestamps you've put in so far, but no more after that. <laughs> Honestly, it's like they filmed those scenes first and the director was like, I like them, and then after they're like, oh, oh don't worry. Oh, no, don't take them out. It's fine. Yeah. We'll <laughs> leave them in because you thought they were a good idea, but we're not putting any more. <laughs> Another thing that I wrote down, and you might be able to help me because you're at uni, where do you go through these old newspapers? Oh, you can just like, well, at uni you can sort of track them down, like on the online yeah, but that's directories. Google. But that would be very hard, especially <laughs> if this did happen in the true story. I don't know where she would have found that. Yeah. But maybe it was a bit more common back then. Like but not to Google. We didn't have all these research papers and all that, so maybe all they did have was literally old newspapers to go through. But, yeah, I don't know. In a lot of horror movies, she's just going through all these old newspapers. They just go through the old newspapers, and it's a very like, um, once again, a classic scene of you know flicking through. Do you get what I mean? But no one else can see our video. I also but I'm thought, making a face. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought that it didn't really make sense. You've been told since the start that a murder took place, and you're only just researching it now. Every yeah. like day one, shit hit well the fan, done. and and now day twenty eight, you're now looking oh, I at. I didn't even think of it like that. You're <laughs> what correct. What could have happened? <laughs> because once the real estate told me about the murder, I'd be like, I'm gonna go look up that murder and yeah. see what it was like. Look up because exactly what happened. The murder could have been an accident. Do you know what I mean? And you could have been like. And I am not choosing my bedroom until I know all the details of what happened <laughs> in each bedroom. But shooting everyone in the head. <laughs> It's very different. Yeah, so I wrote down that it didn't really make sense for to day 28 then maybe look at the details of exactly what happened, but I just thought that was dumb. Another <laughs> thing that I didn't like about this um, is I thought that the way that, you know, how she was looking through the newspapers, finding stuff, and then at the same time we're flashing to George ripping down the walls and that sort of stuff. I thought that that was badly done. Yeah. I thought that... I I thought that could be, like, incredible, her reading see. out yeah. the clippings as while he's discovering this. But they did But they job. just didn't really hit the mark, yeah. They didn't hit the mark at all. It seemed like it was almost... I get that he was in the basement, but it seemed like it was nighttime there. Was it a thunderstorm and it was daytime in the library? It was like they didn't get the timing right. Yeah. I would have preferred her to print out, this sounds bizarre, print out the newspapers and say she's on the deck reading through them and he's downstairs. Oh, so that they're both on the premises at the same time. And then while while she's reading something, she hears the noise about what she's reading. Yeah, Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Or she's reading and then she hears like thumps and she's like... Looking down, yeah. I felt like the way they did it, and I get the whole rushing home in the car, but she didn't even know anything was happening. Why is she rushing home? 
Well, she was told day 28 this is when it happens. So <laughs> yeah, but... I just thought the whole thing just really didn't make sense to me why she was just on day 28. So I lost really my interest there. Been the, what is it called? Like the climax of the film that she's rushing home, shit's happening. That should have been the big, yeah. the big scene that you're like, oh my God. Is she going to make it in time? What is happening there? Are her kids there? It didn't do anything for me. I was just like... Yeah, so they tried They tried to make that be the big twist in the end, that day 28, this is when it happens. But what yeah. I think should have been done is she reads... Right, hear me out. This might be a bad idea. Yeah. But she reads everything that has happened and, like, on day one, this family moved in and all the chairs were moving. On day two... And then she's like, this is what happened to us on day one. This is what happened to us on day two. And then day 28. I'm trying to explain it. So she has, like, flashbacks to day one, and this is exactly what happened to the original family on day one. This is what happened to the original family day three. It was sort of just like, oh, shit, we've been there 28 days. This is when it happened. It was really bizarre. I thought that they didn't do a very good job at all in that bit. The whole idea of the Ketchum Sanctuary, I did think, fuck yeah, that's great, Ketchum, kill him. And the Ketchum Sanctuary, which is the torture chambers, which were below the house, I thought, that is a great story. And they've not done a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really... Well, when we get to, like, our final opinion on the movie, I'll touch on that a bit more. But it really seemed like it's... A horror movie that you would sort of, if you hadn't watched a horror movie before, this would be a nice way to introduce you. Because <laughs> you see to every a horror movie. single horror because you movie. can see uh, yeah, and you can see everything coming before it happens. <laughs> every trick they have used. I thought that obviously I'll just jump now into when George has ripped down the wall. He's seen the torture chamber, and Kathy is at home. When they're running away and all the doors opening and closing, it's almost like they couldn't decide whether George was the villain or if a paranormal state was oh, the villain. Oh, okay. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, because is the paranormal things working with him or are they – or is it George? It. Because I thought that that was a really bad sort of bit. That is it a poltergeist working with George? Is it George being able to do it with his mind? I thought that, that was really confusing. Hey everyone. Our FaceTime just failed. <laughs> I lost All Jed right. for a minute. We're back. <laughs> I was literally just saying that. So what were you going to say? Um <laughs> I was just saying that I found that bit very bizarre that it was like, is the poltergeist and these paranormal spirits working oh, with yeah. George. Is it George being able to do it with his mind? Is it something completely separate from George that – I don't know. It was just a very bizarre scene because I don't like to think that George now has supernatural powers, but that's what it seemed like. Yeah, so I think that it was definitely the script. Ryan Reynolds did a great job with what he was given. <laughs> With what they were telling him that he has to do. I think he did a great job of just losing his mind. But what things he did once he lost his mind was just stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it just went out of control, I think. Because I really did like the scene of 
the torture chamber downstairs. I really did like it. I liked that, you know, he was looking into the rooms and he was seeing stuff because I thought we're actually in Ryan Reynolds' head. I would have liked to do that a bit more in the film is see it from Um, Ryan Reynolds' point, but we don't see it from anyone's point. I liked when he went downstairs and saw his own dead body then sit up and tell him to kill everyone. I thought that was a pretty good scene. That scene could have been done amazing, but because you're flashing between him and Kathy and her reading the newspaper, it just didn't hit. It just didn't hit. I didn't like that. I don't know. I just didn't like that he saw Ketchum downstairs. I thought that was really effing bizarre. I thought the whole... I thought it was a great idea. It was a great idea. reading through the stuff, but it just wasn't really... Can't put my finger on it. Just wasn't really and that I great. And I did like the looking into the cells. And I thought one movie that's more of a thriller that did that well was um, what's the, Shutter Island. I thought that. Shutter oh Island, yeah, where they have that twist at the end. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that that they did that really well of looking into the cells. That's scene. probably one of the best. Yeah. Twists. Yeah. And I thought that. Ryan Reynolds, when he's looking into the cells, seeing himself, you know, that sort of thing. They missed the mark by so much. Yeah, so it was a great idea and you kind of think, how could they have messed it up that badly when it was such a good idea? (laughs) Yeah. like, And then they did. It was such a good idea and I loved the whole idea of the Ketchum sanctuary, but it didn't really touch on, like, was Ketchum controlling Ryan Reynolds? Was he now Ketchum? Was... It left so many things in my mind. It really seemed like a uni group project when they were making this movie. There was just one person had this idea, one person had this other idea. We should do this. We should... No, we should do that. It just didn't really seem like it meshed well. (laughs) What I would have loved was, obviously, in... True crime horror, which is really not because they can just say there was a house that looked like this in true crime. I don't know how much of it is real, but I would have loved for the newspapers at the start with the original murders for him to say something like, my name's not blah, 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 it's Ketchum. And then Ryan Reynolds to not respond to George and he responds to Ketchum. And Ketchum is actually controlling both of them as in, what's it called when you go into someone's body as a spirit? Yeah, so like possessed. Possessing them. That's what I would have preferred as the film is he's sort of shaking it like, what is going on? I don't even feel that myself. And the original guy to do that as well. Whereas, I don't know, it's like, is Ketchum working with them? I, <laughs> I still don't know. Yeah, I think it was more just like Ketchum's telling him what to do and he's losing his mind. I don't know. It was just really odd. That bit I didn't like. I think that we've, we had to run up the steps. We had to run up the stairs because, of course, we're horror movie. And <laughs> nowadays, horror movies know what people laugh at. And a lot yeah, of the time... Yeah, and they really play on that. And they will play on it or they won't do it. That's the two things. So they'll either go, yes, run up the stairs, or they'll say, let's not run up the stairs because that's too classic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so these days, and I think this is 
it's not really the problem with horror movies, but especially back then, they were just like, let's try and scare people as much as we can. Whereas horror movies these days, I think it's good how the people, the characters have a bit of logic, <laughs> where they're like, oh, my flashlight has stopped working. I won't go into that area yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, they can't just use the classics. I think if they're doing remakes such as um, Freddy Krueger, Jason, those sort of things, you can play on the classic funny bits of horror. I was speaking with um, one of our friends about It, the new one, and Chapter 2, and he was like, I don't, I don't get it. It's not scary. It's, it's bizarre. But because they're playing on the original, of course we're going to make him dance. Of course we're going to make him... Like, it was a bit lame, some of the bits, but that's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. That's Pennywise, though. Yeah, that's Pennywise, what I mean, the because clown. he hadn't <laughs> seen the original. I think that it didn't... It missed his mark of watching it, because I think in this as well, we're watching it now in 2020... And it was in 2005. We've got to remember it was Yeah, a lot of people ago. in 2005 could have been like, that's the best horror movie I've seen. Yeah, and I do remember thinking when I watched it, oh, that was good. And then I watched it again. I'm like, that wasn't very good. <laughs> and um, you had to have some of the things in it, such as I think back then running up the stairs, you had to put that in your horror movie. Otherwise it's not a yeah. horror movie. And I think they were sort of trying to be clever putting the timestamps in. <laughs> They're like, this is something new. <laughs> no one has timestamps yet. And they forgot. <laughs> yeah, and then they were just like, oh, we've got day one, three, 15, 28. <laughs> yeah. I think that horror movies now do actually have a better idea in the way that... So, for example, I have written down here... Um, Billy hit him in the head with the shovel but didn't shoot him. I would just shoot him. Oh, yeah. I think now in horror yeah, movies they so try and go more life. What would you these do? These days shoot they him? have a lot more logic. Yeah, exactly. I would like to now watch Amityville, the original, and see what they've done. And I'd like to see as well this director's other horror movies, whether he has just jumped into let's just go so classic no one can argue with it because we have put in every horror movie in here. Yeah, so there's something for every horror movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that I really liked was the um, effect of when they get him on the boat. Oh, first, oh I yeah, did, I need to talk actually, about this scene too. Is when the scene of him, does he hit Kathy with the axe and she's dead pretty much? I love oh, yeah. that bit. I thought... And then obviously it was just a bit. Yeah, that is, that's a good one. Another excellent bit of the film, but they didn't execute it properly. They had, like, a few very good parts. A few but. amazing parts, but then the other bits let it down. And I'm not. If someone hadn't seen this and asked whether it's worth watching, I would say no. <laughs> and I'm not but bagging out the film. It had some good parts. Because there was some really good parts. Just I think the execution missed it. And I think that I congratulate them on trying to put everything into the film. <laughs> but sometimes it's better yes, not to. Th- there was a lot in there. Like you said, we've cross-referenced so many films watching this one film because I think it was a lot of ideas. Yeah, they just tried to include a lot in there. Yeah, like like we said, we've got um, 
Japanese, we've got The Shining, we've got um, Paranormal yeah. Activity, we've got Sixth Sense, we've got Shutter Island, we've got, like, there's so many different things. Yeah, my got. notes literally say Paranormal Activity and I wrote down um, Sun Needs to Pee, brackets, Sixth Sense, yeah. like you did. It's a lot just, they've probably sat down and thought, what makes a good horror movie? But then they just put all of that in there. Yeah. Too much good makes bad. <laughs> I think as well it does verge on the bits of paranormal activity that I don't like of you don't need the hoof prints. You don't need the – sometimes it's scarier to not yeah. have anything. So we don't really need that intro. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was it. laughing at it. Maybe they tried to make it a comedy where they see the mould on the walls and then are like, I love it. I don't. I love think that mold. Did I think they had two editors and one was like time stamps and the other one was like we've only filmed mold. <laughs> time stamps, no. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think it's got some really good parts, but then the bad parts almost override the amazing parts. Yeah, exactly. So like the bath drowning was good. I thought the dog killing was actually not too bad. Probably needed a different effect. I thought the imaginary um, friend is great. The teddy bear is great. I thought great. the the daughter on the roof was a pretty good scene as well. And then, yeah. like, it just, when Ryan Reynolds comes past just as a grumpy dad, like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my favourite scene <laughs> where he's just, he's just so grumpy. He's like, I can't live in this household anymore. Yeah. This ridiculous family. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as well, what I would have liked more rather than the first scene that was just Harry Potter, I would have preferred to see, because we jumped straight into 15 minutes. They should have spent 15 minutes going over the old story. Like, you know what I mean? Like the real story. But she did that at day 28. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just so bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, she did it at day 28. That's when she decided maybe I should read. (laughs) Was one editor hating the other editor and thought, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. It happens. Did they talk about it or did they think, or did the director just give them bits of the film and say, go go for it? It just seems so strange she waited that long to read up on what happened in the house when she already knew that a killing took place. The whole film is bizarre. (laughs) The whole film. The way they've done it. I've literally written down, like, it's not the worst I've seen, but it's far from anywhere near the best. (laughs) (laughs) Like we said, they've got some things really good. I loved the going away on the boat and it's dark at the house and I don't know whether it was turning into morning, but I loved how they got out of the house and it's bright and sunny and it's a new day. I loved that. I thought that was I need to talk about the scene. Go. (laughs) You thought that... Leaving the house on the boat was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't really <laughs> like it. There, I was waiting this whole time because we disagree on so many horror <laughs> movies. I didn't really like how he's just gone through a big ordeal, George. And he wasn't 100% fine, but he just seemed a bit too well when they left the house. Like, he didn't really seem that physically, um, physically fatigued by it. As oh, soon as they I left the house, he was like, he was fine. Mm. Whereas he sh- he ne- he probably needed to recover after that. <laughs> but he was just like, don't go back there, don't go back there, Kathy. Don't even look at it. 
That's but what he said. What would you have preferred the outcome be, like the end? What would you have liked? Because I liked that it was like we've gone away from the house, new day. I liked how they left it on the boat. I just think maybe then they needed a timestamp because they're using these timestamps day <laughs> 50 or whatever and they're in a new house as a, and they're all all better again. And maybe, she could have been know. pregnant. Yeah, and they all could have been fine, but... I don't know. I just thought that Ryan Reynolds' character recovered way too quick. But maybe they did it on purpose where as soon as you leave that house, you're fine. I thought that that was on purpose. Yeah, Yeah. it probably was. I was just like, as a horror movie watcher, I was thinking he would still be fucked. Like, (laughs) if I've just come out of possession, I would need to sleep or whatever. I don't know. Touching now again on a different movie is um, in The Conjuring, the mum... She does take a while to get back. Yeah. And exactly. so I guess that I do agree in that part, but I did like the cinematic part of yeah, that. Yeah, where it was a whole new, new day. day, they're yeah. fine again. I just thought if they were using these timestamps, they could have done <laughs> They like weren't, though. They forgot. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot about the timestamps. Yeah. Oh, this was a bit I liked. We'll see if we agree on this as well. At the end, so after they've driven away on the boat, we cut back to the house and little Jodie is standing there with her gunshot wound in the head. I really liked that ending, how she got dragged into the floor. I really liked it. I was talking about this with Dane because obviously Dane has seen like three horror movies ever. (laughs) I loved that Jodie wanted the daughter to be there with her because it was like her friend. I think they were almost letting Jodie try and cross over to yeah. die happy. Happy. They left and they didn't even think we've left Jodie there and then yeah. she's dragged back in again and the cycle starts again. It's okay. where you really, it's sort of, I thought it was clever at the end because it's sort of where you realise Jodie wasn't bad and no, then they've just these, left her there to get tra- dragged into the floor. These little spirits weren't bad people. Like there was one bad person who's alive in jail as well, Ketchum, and we've now just left that family spirits in the house again. And I thought, like that was a bit that I thought, wow, that was really good in the way of, yeah, Jodie can't leave. You guys can leave and you're fine. But we've just left little babies there. I love horror movies where it just has a really bad ending. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like um, not not badly done where it's just like a really not happy ending. Yeah, I like that too of, oh, my God, Jodie can't leave the house. Yeah, and there's nothing we can do about it. And I thought in my head, who's the next family? That's what I thought. Yeah, so they they did the ending very well. I agree with you in the way of horror movies. I don't like when... These days they think everything needs to sort of have a happy ending. Yeah, and I'm like, I like when it's wrapped up into a neat little package and... Although we just went off the radar with Paranormal Activity 2 to 4, I loved the ending of 4. How they, we'll talk about this more in Paranormal Activity, but how in number 4 when they walked into that room it was Mika and... Ah, yes. (laughs) Mika and... (laughs) What is her name? Callie? I can't remember. I can't remember. The crazy girl. We need to watch it again. How they walked into their house and I was like... Oh, my God. Like, I love movies that you're like... Yeah. It's just ended and there's no... You can't really do anything about it. Like, I like the package and I like that throughout Saw, they keep them linked. Oh, yeah, and then it all wraps up 
and then it's wrapped up yeah. and it's not necessarily everyone's having a great time and we're living our lives. I don't like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I just love horror movies where it can, like, wrap up, but I just yeah. love when there is just a hopeless bad ending when no one survives. That's my <laughs> no ultimate favourite. No one's a good Because one. then you'll find out who the real horror fans are because I'm telling you now, people who don't like horror movies will say they didn't like that movie because the ending was bad or... Yeah. Is it just you didn't like that movie because the ending wasn't happy? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that does touch on going off grid now with Stephen King and his um, constant bad endings in quote yeah. marks. Is is it because it's not – like explain why the ending was bad. So we just talked about then that we – you didn't like that there was a new day but then we did like the final scene of Jodie being in the house. Yeah, but I just love the ho- – hopelessness that she's still there. I would love to speak to somebody who is not a horror fan because I think as well... What they might have thought about the ending. Yeah, and stories go along that line of intro, you know, building up to the climax, climax down, like they follow a set script and time, whereas horror movies break that. Yeah, this movie definitely had the beginning, middle and end. The Um, climax was... All over the place. Yeah. The downfall was all over the place. It wasn't suspenseful. <laughs> yes. And I referencing another podcast is the Dead Meat podcast is they were speaking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and how that runs along the same lines of fairy tales. And I thought, wow, that is actually really clever that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think they referenced Hansel and Gretel. And if you watch it in that mindset you are like it is following that same sort of time maybe i'll have to do that frame sort of yeah listen to that episode because i was listening to it and i was like wow whereas this movie didn't follow anything (laughs) this movie did not make sense like my final um take on the movie would be good try (laughs) (laughs) good try like i didn't hate it i didn't Love it. I just thought, ah, oh. <laughs> My final take on it would probably be, um, like how you watched it for the first time. It probably is a good sleepover, because mm-hmm. when you're watching a movie, watching a horror movie at a sleepover, all you want is like really all this shocking stuff to happen. Yeah. And this was just filled with it from beginning to end. It wasn't really done well at some points, but it did have everything that you want to see. I think the positive of us liking horror movies and watching them is we'll be able to tell our children at what age is appropriate for watching oh, definitely. things because I would have no problem with my 13-year-old watching this. Yeah, this one... Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, well, what I said before, this is probably a good first horror movie. Yeah, whereas Conjuring, Insidious... <laughs> That's a bit too extreme to I would say, no, up. you can decide when you're 16, 18... If you Do want I want to watch this? Watch yeah. that. Yeah, I thought as well, like we'll touch on this as well, um, me and Jed both love Terrifier mm. and that's almost a bad film. It almost is, but that's what makes it great. Like I mentioned on our Instagram, Jed loves a B-class horror. My favourite are just low-budget was never meant to succeed <laughs> and now Terrifier is a Netflix hit. This was so 
B class, but so much money that they yeah they that's what I was thinking. They would have put so much money into this. Ryan Reynolds is in it, and they just missed the mark completely. Whereas I would have no problem with this if it was unknown actors, very low budget. They tried their best. Probably would have been good, but yeah, it just had the potential to be great, and it wasn't. Yeah, and I think that that as well is such a. Um, horror fan thing is to appreciate the B-class horrors, whereas this was just so B-class but not. They It was a very high budget that would then fall into the B-class just because <laughs> they didn't execute it well. So it's bizarre. Like it's a very bizarre film to critique because like we said, you'll listen to this and we're jumping between, oh, my God, that was the best and what the fuck were they doing because it was so honestly bizarre the way they've done this film? I don't think the movie would have been good at all if it wasn't for Ryan Reynolds' acting. (laughs) If this was someone else playing the dad who's lost it, I don't think it would have been as good. But just Ryan Reynolds did hit the mark on what he was given. (laughs) Just the grumpy dad who hates everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like... I'm trying to think of other horror movies that have done the possession of the dad so well and I guess you do relate back to The Shining and Jack Nicholson killed it. Ryan Reynolds has have killed it, but the movie hasn't killed it. Yeah. Yeah, he he did his best at what he was given. It was just such a quick jump between scenes. <laughs> they, yeah, <laughs> the timestamps were just, I can't believe because they, in day that made the final cut. Two or whatever it was, we had the chairs moving around the kitchen table, but we never touched on Kathy coming downstairs and the chairs moved. Yeah, they sort of just tried to fill it in. They were probably, once again, I just imagine them having this meeting about what they're going to put in. <laughs> and, um,. Someone's like, we should have the chairs move, and then someone else says, "Um, how should we have the characters react to the chairs moving? And then someone's like, oh, well, we don't, like, it's just the chairs moving. We don't really need any reaction to it. The people are going to watch it. People watching it are going to be like, the chairs moved. We don't really need the characters to explain. we need the characters to explain it. We need... We don't really react to anything. And even, for example... When Ryan Reynolds was nailing the window shut, were we nailing the window shut because he's going to kill them and they can't um, react, like get out, or was it nailing the window shut because it's freezing in the house, or were they opening? Yeah, it was very odd because it seemed like there was a reason why he was doing everything or there was a reason why the demon possessing him was doing everything, but he never really explained it. All he was this whole time was like, <laughs> I don't like this family, hate this family. I'm going to nail the windows shut for whatever reason. Yeah. I just don't hate this know. family but don't want them to leave. I don't know. It was all <laughs> very strange that I wouldn't watch it ever again. <laughs> no, but it's a good... It's a good first horror movie yeah, for like a 13-year-old to watch. But. I'm not hating it as well. I just, No, it's it's not the worst I've ever seen. Touching on the fact that um, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, an A-lister now, I would be interested to see what he did before this or if he was that unknown actor. See, So this released in 2000, 
five, Amityville. Yeah. Sorry, guys, just pause for a minute because we're just <laughs> looking up what Ryan Reynolds did. Oh, no. Before. Um, yeah, I don't know what he did before 2005. Because this could have been the unknown actor and he was just great. There's well, gonna, he was very good. There's going to be people who go, Ryan Reynolds was the worst. <laughs> he did some stuff, but I haven't really heard of this stuff. None of before. his, like, known stuff. No. Interesting. But, yeah, that... He was great. My final take on it that good try. <laughs> they did their best. They did their best. I think that there was conflicting, like, conflicting ideas throughout. Yep. Someone thought good timestamp. Someone thought good shadows. Someone I just thought... had this meeting in my head the whole time. <laughs> How this has made it into the final cut. Yeah, it was. And, like, were they missing things in the final cut that might have helped make sense? Yeah, once again, we don't know exactly how the meeting went, but... Also, another thing I felt very strange about was, is it meant to be set in the time? Like, is it the 70s that was Amityville? I think it is, because that's the the true story that they're basing it on. But I felt like it was very 2005. And I'm like, they're just wearing some weird flares. Like you said before, very bizarre. (laughs) It's all bizarre. So... I think that that's my final take on it. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited to do B because it's one that I absolutely love and adore. Yeah, and I remember B. we watched this for the first time together. It's just amazing. It'll be good to pick it apart because we might come across things that we don't like when we watch it because we just watch it normally like, oh, amazing. Yeah. Whereas this one I was going and I'm like, I know that I've watched it. I cannot remember it. And then I've watched it now and I'm like... Well, this was me watching it for the first time ever and it wasn't, you know, it was just weird. Yeah, whereas I'm really keen to watch movies that we know we adore and picking it apart. Yeah. I think as well it'll be fun to do an Australian one. Represent. Definitely. Because our next Australian one won't be till like W. <laughs> Think about it. Jed's thinking, what's W? Do, oh, no, yeah, we can't count. James Wan is Australian. We can't really count that, though. Count what? James Wan, the director of The Conjuring and no. all that, is Australian. We'll take it, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take him it. as our own. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's nice to put a little Australian in the mix because Wolf Creek isn't till W. And I will effing love picking that apart. <laughs> picking Wolf Creek apart. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Another one that this is based on is I do love doing a true, based on true events, horror movie. And I love that I know about Wolf Creek's actual crime and then watching it, I'm like, what it's was real? Different. Yeah. What bit was real about that? They, it's almost... Anyway, we can't touch on it too <laughs> much now, but it's much. it's very loosely based. But yes, I am keen to actually do a little bit more research into real Amityville and then see it from that point of view. Yes, but, but at the moment it is just weird. <laughs> but yes, I am very, very excited for our next one. I'm excited to do Babadook. You'll see on our personal Facebook books and instagrams is when we went to comic-con and i went as amanda from saw and jed went as the puppet 
Yeah, when is Billy? Billy <laughs> is um, I was actually so excited because somebody dressed up as the Babadook and I got a photo and they were just as excited for me and Jed. So I think that I'm very, very excited and we'll even put that photo up on our Horrorlings Instagram of yeah, me definitely. with the Babadook because I was so excited. Yeah, I think that's about it, Jetty. Yeah, so Amityville, not great, not the worst, <laughs> but very excited for B. <laughs> yes, so that's the end of ours is not good, let's go to B. But like we said, um, we're not picking the movie apart. I think that it's just different tastes and soon I'm sure you'll hear me and Jed completely disagreeing on horror movies because it's yes. like our thing. It's just bizarre that we started with A and we both had the kind of same <laughs> reaction to it. Don't forget to subscribe and we're going to put our um, intro music um, who made that for us into our notes as well. So don't forget to check them out on YouTube. They're very, very cool. And I guess we'll see you next time for Babadook. Yeah, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so see much. See you later. Bye. Why do you seem so scared?